0: Hey, this is Grant Herst. i play
1: basketball at Tennessee, and this is the No Playbook Podcast. All right. Thank you so much for checking out the show. It's the podcast where I speak with the outstanding athletes and coaches from East Tennessee. Uh, that's in all levels, too. Pro, college, and high school. Today, hey, uh, I've got a guest on the show who can speak to kind of a different angle than those I've featured recently on the podcast. Grant Hurst, the a walk-on basketball player at Tennessee, but he specifically made that move – uh, from being a scholarship player at Tennessee Martin, because he's got a dream of being a coach, yeah, he thought that uh, you know being a part of Coach Rick Barnes' his program and experiencing just being a part of the SEC could really help him with his uh, his dreams and goals. Grant played high school ball here in East Tennessee at Cleveland High School. Uh, a little bit of context for this interview: we actually did it the uh, day after Tennessee lost; it was the, the first home loss in a really long time. The South Carolina game We did it a couple weeks ago I'll get to Grant Hurst Right after this Sit tight D1 is the place for the athlete When you join the D1
0: team You don't just go to a gym You're part of a team A family
1: Family on three One, two, three Family
0: If you're looking for a place To get better To improve To strive for the goals That you have Then D1 might be The right place for you
1: Book your free One-on-one assessment today Don't wait D-1. Learn more about area facilities in Hardin Valley and Blount County at d1training.com. Ben Cash Photography turns passion into art, specializing in world-class sports photography. Ben Cash is a former college baseball player with over a decade of experience capturing the essence of athleticism from local high schools to the SEC. Ben is now taking game reservations to cover events from all over East Tennessee. You can connect with Ben on social media. That's where you can see his full portfolio. Ben Cash Photography, where every shot is a masterpiece. Book your game coverage today and let the memories live forever. Okay, good. Did y'all practice tonight? We actually
0: did not have practice today. We did not. We were scheduled for an off day. Uh, so
1: we kept according to script, So, <laughs> yeah. Does Barnes ever like adjust it? Like, if you're supposed to have a day off, say, you know, screw that, we're, we're practicing. Uh,
0: to this point, that has not happened. Uh, I don't know that that has ever been the case. Um, I wouldn't be surprised just because of the, you know, the level of, um, effort and attention to everything we put in here, but uh, that has not happened to my my uh, short time here so far. So. I'm,
1: I'm a little nervous because we're scheduled to have Dalton come to D1 in Knoxville on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to be a day off, but, um, you know, you, you play at Lexington the night before. Yeah. And I just have this fear, like, if there's two losses in a row that he could be like, no, you guys are practicing on Sunday uh
0: i i think we actually if i remember correctly i don't think we play until wednesday this past week we obviously we played uh tuesday this week so it's a little bit different um with having two off days last week it wasn't that way so we ended up having a practice this past sunday not practice but we were in the in the facility so
1: yeah so I am curious after uh, we're recording this the the day after the South Carolina game. I'm curious what it's like um, even in the locker room after a game like that.
0: Uh, From a point of view of a player, um, you know, everything can be a little bit dramatic at times after a loss, uh, especially when you are in a program such as Tennessee, who doesn't lose a lot, um, especially at home. Uh, you know, we had some guys linger around the locker room. Uh, coaches uh, said what they needed to say post game, and uh, for the most part, we kind of were talking it up in the locker room. You know, discussing what we think we need to do better moving forward. Um, you know, what we should emphasize to the coaches in practice, uh, film, you know, et cetera. But overall, it was a uh, definitely a different vibe. Obviously, I would say, uh, by no means, we are you know in a sense of shock or um you know place where we're uh
1: what's the word Sky isn't falling basically
0: yes we're not looking for answers you know it's a it's a bump in the road but we know what our end goal is yeah
1: now what about you uh specifically what is your role on on a team like this like how, how can you be a difference maker when you're not necessarily getting like the minutes on the court
0: so for me in my role, uh, my job is to encourage people um, as much as I possibly can. Um, I have a lot of respect. I would say within the locker room, with them, with my teammates, uh, they understand that I know the game of basketball, and I'm only here to help them. Um, you know, as a as a walk on on team, it is something that is definitely not taken lightly. I think that um, I, I do a great job of helping guys see things from a coach's perspective without maybe, you know, feeling the pressure coming from a coach per se. Uh, I think that I do a great job of delivering that insight um, in many ways, but I think my best role, my best uh, way of service is by delivering news to people, players that um,
1: comes from different uh, insight. That's great. I, I bet it's, you know, received differently from you know, a, a peer than it would be from a coach? No doubt, no doubt. Uh, there's so many different things that come with
0: being a walk-on. Um, a lot of different stereotypes that aren't really true. Um, but the biggest reason that I came to Tennessee was to um, understand and see how a high-profile program is ran. Um, obviously, Coach Barnes has been doing this a very long time. Uh, he's hired a great staff. He's kept a staff. Um, and I just came to see for myself, obviously with the opportunity of being in a position to going to places like Italy, Hawaii, um, all these road games on the SEC. And obviously our entire, um, fan base here at home has been amazing. Uh, obviously we lost our first home game last night, but, uh, even that was extremely unexpected. Uh, so it's been a, it's been a great journey so far and we've got a long way to go.
1: Still, great. No, you t- you talking Sorry. about? I don't know what's going on. What was that? My buddy was calling me. Oh, um, you talking about wanting to get that experience inside a, a program like this? It makes me wonder. Are you? Are you considering coaching one day?
0: Yes, that is. Uh, that's the reason I ended up transferring to the University of Tennessee um, to follow in the footsteps of you know great assistant coaches and um, just getting to see like I said before,
1: how coach Barnes operates and, um, has a high level program ran. Yeah. Yeah. I I recently had a guy, uh, Brooke Savage on the podcast. He was, uh, he he was not even a walker. He was a manager at UT. Now he's head coach at ETSU. Yep. Yep. There's a long, there's a
0: long list of ways you can become a coach, uh, in all sports. I mean, there's, the Eric Spolster story—that's one of the more well-known ones. Um, but there's a lot more uh, stories that are untold and a lot more uh, undiscovered than just that. I actually wasn't aware of that myself. That you, what you just told me.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I like to tell a story. Um, one of my good buddies, um, from growing up, he walked on at Wake Forest, and this was like, uh, Chris Paul. Um, okay the height like they, they were number one in the country for a while um but as a walk-on he was used he would get minutes but it was like he was the guy they sent in to like hard foul jj reddick <laughs> yeah like like that happened several times they'd send him in you're like oh, somebody's about to get fouled um but it was it, it was a lot of fun he got us great tickets and we would go visit those games uh now what about so a, a kid you went to Cleveland high yes, right man. okay so um uh another one of my really close friends growing up went to that high school much older than you but um now uh now uh, my my history is in radio now he's a big time radio guy down in Florida but I, i'm curious about your recruiting process like how you ended up at Martin from there
0: so my recruiting process was a little bit different than most. Uh, I was the class of 21, so obviously COVID in the year 2020 was a big deal uh, for college sports. Um, with that being said, I had prior offers to COVID, and then you know a lot of things changed. You know the transfer portal became much more well known as it is today, um, and it's in a series of events. Ultimately, ultimately it led me to Martin. Uh, my high school coach had a connection with coach ritter who's the head coach there still today and uh i made my decision and i spent my two years at martin um then i entered the transfer portal seeking uh opportunities to play elsewhere and then coach clark uh here on the staff at ut called uh asked me you know what my thoughts were about being a walk-on here and um our time together in the ovc is ultimately how i got here um so i think that's pretty cool you know uh, Coach Clark, being at Austin P University, was once in the OVC at one point in time, and uh, he had connections within the conference and uh, called one of our GAs uh, there and got his thoughts on me, and um, he shared them with them, and obviously he liked what he heard, and now I'm here. So it's kind of been a whirlwind of events. You know, I, If you'd asked me a year ago where I'd be right now, I would have never in a million years said Knoxville, Tennessee – uh, on the men's basketball team here, so it's been a, a great experience so far.
1: Now the OVC the Ohio Valley Conference is that I we talk about? Yes, sir. Okay. I just find it neat and, and honestly inspiring. Um, a guy from a, a smaller town, uh, I, I do a lot down in the Chattanooga area, but a guy like you can end up at a place like Tennessee really on the cusp of a, a really promising career in athletics and and there's so many athletes i think that you know they're like oh, i like sports but i'm not going to be kobe so why bother and, and you're a good testament to like no that's that's not the case no doubt
0: i uh i think that you know coming out of the transfer portal my eyes were not you know set on becoming a walk on at a power 5 school um and by no means was i really looking for anything other than an opportunity to play somewhere and this totally caught me off guard um, with the opportunity to come here and be a part of the team. And uh, I, in a sense, of just taken the most of every opportunity. Um, and that's, you know, a testament to my hard work and dedication. You know, not everyone can say that they've earned a Division One scholarship in anything. Um, and I, you know, don't take that for granted. Um, I understand that What I worked for ultimately has led me to here and ultimately led me to a new opportunity that, you know, when I want to go into coaching has put me in a spot or a position that a lot of people wish they could have. And I'm extremely grateful for that. Do you have any like coach idols? I really don't, honestly. Um, I've really just in the past six, seven, eight years, once my uh, recruitment process really started, uh, started to kind of understand the networking of coaches, like, you ask one coach here that might be, you know, 55, 60 years old. I mean, you could go down a long line of people that they are connected to and that they've gotten a job with or for or somebody connected them with their current job.
1: I mean, it's it's truly a small world in sports. Yeah, I always find it interesting, though, the the way in basketball there can be so many different um, styles like football. Obviously, there's there's the air raid. There's an option team there's triple option teams like there's there's so many different offenses um, basketball there's a guy like rick barnes who's very defensive minded and then you look at you know old school basketball uh nolan richardson some of the unlv teams shaka smart runs a different offense i think it's cool that basketball even being so much smaller you know of a, of a space can can still have those many different coaching mindsets i guess
0: Yeah I think that's kind of the process of sports honestly you know dynasties uh generations of talent um you know you've seen it in the NBA progression you know from the three-point line uh to really up until Curry got into the league it was more of a big man um small forward game and then Curry kind of bursted onto the scene and extended his range and now everyone tries to shoot it from where he does and it's kind of just a Testament sports, you know, there's a lot of offenses nowadays that are trying to model what the uh, Warriors have been known for, you know, shooting the three ball from corners, top of the key, and everywhere in between. So it's been a real uh, testament to the sport just in its growth. Um, But Coach Barnes definitely has a a defensive mindset. But I mean, even himself this year, you know, he said that, uh, you know, we've had a great defense and it's been known. We've had a top five defense for, I think it's been, a I, I don't know if it's been five or six consecutive years, but regardless, Tennessee is known for its defense. And he said this year, you know, we know defense has to be a part of who we are, but we've got to become a better offensive team. And I think as the world is starting to see, we're showing that.
1: Yeah. I, I always love hearing other perspectives. And I do every morning I listen to Charlotte sports radio. I've been a big uh, Carolina Panthers fan my whole life. And okay they talk a lot about obviously ACC basketball and anytime Tennessee comes up, I I chuckle because they talk about Tennessee. Like it is a bunch of like UFC fighters and and (laughs) like they they really, every time they speak about Tennessee, they're like, Oh, well, somebody's getting hard fouled. And I I think they're just still, a lot of them are still a little bitter about Tennessee beating UNC last year. Or was it Duke? It was Duke in the uh, round of 32. It was, yes. Uh, we – we
0: I obviously wasn't a part of that team, but I know uh, our former center, Eurosh uh, was known for his physicality, and he definitely wasn't afraid to express that. Um, I think the freshman, Kyle – I don't know how you pronounce it – Filipkowski uh, caught the, the worst end of it, um, you know. But the uh, Tennessee motto, definitely we preach it in the locker room, is, you know, our toughness and uh, our physical toughness definitely is – been showcased um, especially in the past few years I think really starting with the, the Grant Williams teams of how dominant and a paint presence and obviously the defensive mindedness of our uh, of our team so I think we we definitely don't take that for granted about how teams approach us because last night uh, South Carolina was tough with us and uh, the rest were letting us play and um, unfortunately we lost but that's just our brand of basketball and we we've become accustomed to expecting it from other teams now
1: right right o- Roche joined the podcast um a couple of years ago actually he's was, he was one of my favorite interviews uh just because he was he kept it real with me that was it was good i was sure to ask him like when you're screaming um in serbian like come on <laughs> what 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 are you saying
0: oh i, I didn't, i've never really met roche or have the yeah. had the time to sit down with him but from what i've heard and the stories he's a He's like you said, a guy who doesn't really uh, show any fluff. He's just who he is.
1: Yeah. F- fun guy, though. Really, really good dude. I'm curious, were, were you a Tennessee fan growing up? Oh, uh, 100%. I've had
0: season tickets since I was born. Uh, I grew up coming to probably three, four home football games a year uh, up until I got into like middle school, high school, whenever schedules started conflicting. Um, but oh, man, I've been to so many Tennessee football games and Tennessee basketball games. I've probably still been to more Tennessee sporting events, games um, in years prior than I have this year alone.
1: So um, I've grown up my entire life being a Tennessee fan. Is there anything really cool that you've gotten to see this year that's kind of like blown your hair back or impressed like like little kid Grant? Little kid Grant would have been,
0: um, well, for one – very very thankful for the opportunity god has put in front of them of being a part of the tennessee basketball program um but for two i would say honestly this past weekend in vandy was really cool it was literally a home game i don't know if you could see or hear it from the tv but there was a lot of orange in that gym uh that was one of the cooler experiences i've had so far
1: that's great now what about um like, uh, obviously, uh, I've let you know, I work with uh, d one down in Chattanooga and all, all over Eastern, uh, several facilities. Do you do anything in the the way of like speed, agility, uh, training off the court? I, um, had the opportunity to
0: work with our track coach, my junior and senior year. Um, and our track team actually, I believe has won the state. I want to say two or three years in a row now. I could be wrong. Um, I'm a little bit out of the high school loop, but we were using our football stadium, um, the track and sled pushes, parachute pulls, a whole, a whole wide variety of uh, quickness, fast twitch stuff. Um, But I've definitely done more so of that here with our strength coach. Um, He's really, really big on, you know, quick twitch stuff, getting us more explosive, uh, that sort of thing.
1: You're able to certainly uh, see that benefit when you're when you're playing, right? No doubt. Good, good. So, what is something that not many people know about you?
0: Uh, I was thinking of that question earlier, and I uh, thought that it would be neat to share. I was actually born in the University of Tennessee's hospital. Um, so it goes to kind of show you my background. Like I told you before, I grew up coming to games. I was born at the hospital. Um, you know, I've been a Tennessee volunteer fan my entire life. So that's the fun fact about Grant Hurst.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, um, I, I live most of my life in North Carolina, but mm-hmm. still, um, in three of my four years at UT, I lived in the fort and, uh, I was born in Fort Sanders hospital. Okay. So like one of the years I lived in an apartment that was like, I, I could skip a rock to the hospital. I was like, I was born there, even though we moved away when I was very little and I didn't come back until, you know, almost college. So I think that's fun. That's like right in between fair and bearded. Right. No, no, no. For, um, that's the, uh, fitness Fort Sanders hospital. I'm talking about the one that is like right behind. What is it? Cookout on the strip. Oh, Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, now I know like, what you're talking about. Right, right there. Um, so any any non sports hobbies?
0: Uh I'm a big outdoorsman. Uh I love uh lake days. Uh I love traveling. Um golf. I'm a big golfer. Um those are kind of how I get my mind away from sports. Uh that's kind of my my happy place. Definitely the lake, though. I've always grown up on the water and I've always, you know, enjoyed my time out there. Uh, yeah.
1: Now, one question everybody gets is: uh, Share with me one unforgettable sports memory, and I, I make it clear it doesn't even have to be as an athlete. It could be as a spectator.
0: Uh, once again, I'm going to show my Tennessee side. Uh, last year's Bama game at home, whenever we beat them, and you, know, you were sports. there. I was not there, unfortunately. Um, I was back at UT Martin, uh, but I was watching. I was screaming about as loud as I possibly could. Uh, my parents were there with my sister. She was on a A visit my sister's a prospect i guess you would say for men or not men's uh women's volleyball and women's basketball here so uh my dad actually caught the missed field goal that bama kicked what when it went wide right or left i can't remember which one he caught it in the uh the parent section so that was pretty cool
1: that's awesome i assume he threw the ball back
0: he did he wishes he didn't but he did
1: (laughs) That is, uh, that's, that's really cool. That's a, that's a great story. Do people at Martin support the Vols for the most They part? do.
0: That's one thing I was surprised about, you know, even though it's, it's actually five hours away from Knoxville, um, which might surprise some people. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was a Vol state for sure. Vol country is everywhere. It's even out West in West
1: Tennessee. So I was very surprised at that myself. Uh, yeah, I've I've been able to spend a lot of time down at UTC. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what's funny is their quarterback, Chase Artopius, uh he is also um he played at UCLA. Um he was on the team but never never really played, but he was on the team under Chip Kelly and he mm-hmm. transferred to UTC specifically to get another, you know, perspective and he also is making this move cuz he wants to be a coach. Wow, that's pretty cool yeah yeah so so he's uh you know california boy but he's uh down in chattanooga he actually had a really good year what i hate for chattanooga is that they have a great team but the campus isn't or the the stadium isn't on campus
0: yeah it is in a funky spot i've actually played in finley stadium growing up uh you know little uh little league football i guess you'd say it is in a weird spot it's just like like you said, not, not anywhere in particular, just kind of off campus. Can't really walk there. Um, but it, it definitely is not the best for students. I would agree with you.
1: Yeah. I'd be lying if I pretended I didn't know who your sister is. Her name is Lauren Hurst. Yeah. Cause uh, somebody brought my, t- her to my attention a few months ago, just because she's getting all these big time offers mm-hmm um she's, uh, she's she's blown up uh
0: over the past probably eight to 12 months uh aau served her a lot of good this past year uh she was able to play in front of a lot of coaches and she played really well so she, she kind of showed them what she could do so is it gonna be basketball or volleyball that she goes for though i'm her big brother and she tells me everything and i don't know what she's thinking so i don't i have no idea I think she's definitely leaning finally towards making a decision, not necessarily making uh, choosing a uh, you know making a, a decision on school. She's definitely deciding on a sport sooner than later. My mom and dad have kind of pushed the envelope to be more towards like this August. So it's kind of yeah.
1: hopefully well, the best of it is, is two sport athletes in college for for women totally unheard of.
0: Uh. I mean, it's kind of unheard of in general. Uh, I don't know necessarily say, you know, male, female, if it'd be, you know, more common than the other. Um, But I think it's, I don't know, a lot of the basketball schools are offering are obviously full rides. And then the volleyball schools are like, well, if our basketball team's offering you a full ride, you can just basically be free for us. So you can just, you know, come on over whenever you feel like you can, you know, and come play, you know, both, but. Yeah. Um, it's been difficult to try and manage both. I mean, volleyball's window of recruiting is kind of already passed. You know, from the the I guess the blue bloods you would say. You know, sure. like Wisconsin and Nebraska and the guy the the programs that are always in the last four, um, kind of like the college football playoff you'd
1: say. Yeah. Um, but I just of- saw today actually a, a story where I think it was I think it's TCU uh they have had so many injuries on their basketball team did you see this too i did where they had walk-ons and they sent out a girl from the volleyball team to play today yeah I think, multiple, I, I think there's multiple i think there's multiple players on the team actually
0: you can you can tell just in the highlights of the uh the game clips like the ones that move i mean you that just move more like a basketball player uh and
1: then you know they have the volleyball players in there with them but it's funny, but. It's funny. I actually just got a text. Whoa, fifteen texts! Excuse me. I don't know what this is about. From a kid named Caleb Hampton, played at Baylor uh, down in Chattanooga area, and he is a two-sport athlete. He goes to Stanford now, baseball and football. Oh, I know. I know about him. I know about him. I've heard of him. That's pretty. It's pretty uncommon. But I, uh, I don't know why he just texted me fifteen times. But it's it's just funny that that was the. Huh? That was the buzz going on uh, as a, another two sport athlete. All right, man. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, buddy. Right. Thank you so much for checking out the episode. Uh, please go follow Grant Hurst on social media and follow the show as well at No Playbook Pod.